Hey, thanks a ton for jumping in and listening to the Brothers Hunt podcast. This is our fourth one. It's just me and Reed today. Um, I thought I had the flu. Turns out it's Rocky Mountain Spotted, so I'm not contagious. Second time. But uh, we'll talk more about that in the podcast. We also talk about country music news um, that's relevant to our lives as far as um, some interesting things we've got going on. We address an odd comment about antelopes being disgusting, not which disgusting. they are not at all. Talk about beard oil. Beard oil and why we're passionate and who the better fisherman is. Stay tuned for that. We'd also like to thank our sponsors, BlueOtterPolarized.com. Uh, it's funny. I can talk about how <laughs> how Blue Otter impacted my life today. Okay. I walked into Cheyenne Salon after being diagnosed. Revive. Revive Salon. And Boutique in Spring Hill. Yep. You can find them on Instagram. Uh, and while I walked in... I was rocking my Watugas, and it was so bright in there, dude. You ever been in a salon? Yeah. It's bright in salons, dude. It's bright. And when you're light sensitive, you're going to wear them sunglasses. Dang so right. shout out to Not only did they, not only like are your eyes good because you got sunglasses on and it's not bright, okay. but you also look great. I look like a million bucks. I look like a million and two. I got a giant head, so those Watugas really fit my face real well. And I'm, I, I appreciate you, Blue Water. I love mine, yeah. also like to thank Brio. Um, Brio.co, you can find fireless smoke pits. I know that sounds um, oxymoronic, but it's not. Hey, they're firing up their Instagram, too. I saw that. So I saw go that. check them out, Brio.co. Man. If you have any questions about either one of those sponsors, hit us up. We can put you directly in touch with the folks you need to speak to. So thanks so much for tuning in. Hope we don't bore you because there's no guest. You know what? We don't need a guest all the time, bro. No, we don't. We're straight. Straight, dog. Thanks for tuning in. To the Brothers Hunt Podcast. Podcast. I got a tendency to drink and a temper I tend to lose. I got a reckless reputation and a redneck attitude. Got a pass down family Bible with some verses What's up, everybody? This is number four of the, yeah. of the Brothers Hunt podcast. Four, baby. How you doing, Dano? You ain't looking too hot, man. Not looking too hot. Not looking too hot. Well, that may be because I just got diagnosed with Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. Boom, boom, boom. Doesn't that sound like a lot of fun? Amazing. Sounds like a blast. So I'll tell you what happened. Um, on the way home from work yesterday, wrote a song. Was coming down 65. Felt pretty decent. Had a conversation with my buddy on the phone, and all of a sudden when I got home, I started feeling kind of like swirly-headed, clammy, like the back of my neck. And a lot of times, you know, I sweat, man. I got long hair. What do you mean clammy, like the back of your neck? Like fevery. Okay. Like I had a fever. That's kind of how I feel right now. Like I'm like sweaty? Or is that just my house is hot? A little bit of both. Okay. It's hot in here. But I started feeling clammy and kind of weird, and I was like, oh, man, I just kind of laid down. Um and I was like, no way, no way. Because we got a lot of stuff going up, you know? <laughs> and <laughs> so you like, did you like, while you were laying there feeling sick, were you like, I can, I like, did you know just a little, like, did you know this could, this is pop, probably Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever? No. To be honest with you, I didn't even consider it being Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever until I was on my way to the doctor today because this is my second time right. having Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. I mean, what are the chances, dude? I don't know. 
Yeah. No. Are they good? I don't no, know. No, no. It's like 20,000 reported cases in the whole country a year. So tell, tell them how you get Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. Well, the way that I have received Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever, and I'm assuming uh, the last time too, was we ball out during turkey season. <laughs> Wait, you have to tell them that story in Franklin about what? the tick in your face. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, seriously, I think that's the tick. Because this tick I got off... Was in your face? No, but oh. it looked just like that tick. Ugh. Just like it. So, Reed and I had a house in Franklin, Tennessee for a couple of years. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this would be no problem if this tick had been in Reed's face because you could have clearly seen it through his beard. But because it was in my beard, you couldn't even see it. So My beard's filling out a little bit. So, one day I was in the shower and... I was just kind of washing my face, and as I ran across my beard, I was like, oh, that little spot itches, and I started to scratch it, and I felt a thing, and I screamed. I was like, Reed, Reed, come in here, and so I jump out of the shower, buck naked, and I'm like, dude, you have got to get this tick out of my face, and he was like, what? I was like, it's in my face. He was like, it is in your face. I was like, I know, dude. I was like, look, man. I it was like part in the Red Sea of your beard because it yeah, was really, it was it's really thick, thick that yeah, point. Yeah, it's thick during And it's, so I remember you doing like this and like pulling your beard no, back. Okay, and, and, okay, wait. So I said, <laughs> right there in the middle. I said, dude, you cannot mess this up. And I was being 100% serious. I said, you cannot mess this up. It's in my face. I need you to pinch this tick with a, what are those called? Tweezers. And I need you to turn the tick and pull, right? Okay, remember though, we did not have tweezers. Turns out we did have tweezers. We just didn't use them. Right. So he goes and gets a pair of uh, channel locks. <laughs> pliers. They're just regular pliers. No, it was channel locks. They weren't channel locks. They locked, yes. No, they did not. I promise. It was a blue handle locking channel locks. They were small pliers, but they locked. Well, maybe so. so pliers nonetheless. Not tweezers. So he comes in there with these pliers. He sticks it on my face, in between my beard, clamps down on what I assume is the tick, and instead of turning counterclockwise, like I said, I freaked out. He freaked out and yanked and ripped a chunk out of my beard and half the tick. This is kind of a gross story, but anyway, I ended up find finding the tweezers. You got it out, and you got... I got Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. Yeah. I'm not sure that was the exact tick, but I'm pretty sure it was. So today, I wake up this morning... Not like the same one, like, grew a half a back and went in the woods and got it. I don't think it was the same. I'm just saying they looked a lot alike. Is it one dot? One dot. Okay. So, read, pull... Oh, wait. We're past that. So, I wake up this morning feeling pretty crummy. My wife's pregnant, so, like, I can't risk getting her sick so i was like i'm just gonna go into the walk-in clinic right so i go in halfway there i'm halfway there and i go man i haven't been around anybody that has the flu i'm like why am i so hot i mean i got my it's it's 65 degrees outside and i've got my ac just cranked in my truck all of a sudden it clicked in last time i did that 2016 spring of 2016 and i went and got it so I was just started praying, Lord, please don't let this be Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. I get to to the place. They they stick that thing up my nose, twist it around. They're like, surprise, not the flu. I was like, 
I was actually hoping it. it was the flu. Yeah, man. Because last time, dude, it was like four months, four or five months. I was hurting. I remember. It was so weird, too, because it would like work its way through my whole system. Like one day my stomach would hurt, then the next day my back would hurt, then my head would hurt, then my legs would ache, and then it would start all over. And I was having fevers like every two hours fever, fever. And as the time went on, those fevers got less and less. How long did the fevers like? Were five months. No, how how long were they like intense? An hour. They lasted for five months. Well, towards the end, they started. They would taper off like thirty minutes, twenty Dang, minutes. Dang, dude! But I would just be sitting in a riding room with somebody and just break out in this like insane sweat. It was the weirdest. It's the weirdest thing. So it's looking like. I mean, it takes a week for the results to get back from the blood work, but it's looking like. It's that, definitely looking like you got Rocky Mountain spotted fever. No, you know what I'm saying. I don't. <laughs> You look pretty trashed off. What's prob what's the <laughs> The problem is is that about this time every turkey season, I look like a run over dog, dude. Dude, that's every dude. That's I every mean, season. I'm yeah. exhausted. Oh, yeah. My immune system's down. I got okay, right now, currently, while having Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever, I have poison oak on my face, yeah. both of my hands, my lower back, and on the behind both my knees. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I'm ever turkey hunting again. No, I mean, man, I'm good. This is the first year, and I pulled how many ticks have you pulled? I pulled like eleven ticks off of Dude, it I this year. Like five. Ugh. I just got luck of the draw, man. I'm telling you, I started using spray right there at the beginning that you gave me, and that, Dude, that I'm pretty much tell you changed something. the game for me. And, and let's talk about that for a second because this is important, especially in Tennessee, man. It seems like. It seems like it's just getting more and more common. Maybe that's because I've had it twice in four years. Yeah, and then we know another guy uh, that had that contracted Lyme's disease, and he can't eat red meat anymore. Right, and he's a, he's an avid hunter. Yeah, yeah. I think we should talk about it. Um, so there's this stuff that we're not sponsored by. We don't even know them, but it's the Sawyer's brand, mm-hmm. and you can spray your clothes down the night before, and it's good for up to six washes. And who do, washes their? Do you wash your clothes six times during a turkey season? Though I don't. Yeah, dude, I wash them about every night. What? Poison oak, man. Oh. And there's always turkey blood on from where I've been slaying. Cacao. Nice saying. But I'm slaying. Every day. So. We ain't playing. <laughs> I was trying to think of some more. I was laughing. Yeah, no, I couldn't. So, uh, it's good for up to six washes. And when I think about it, when I did find that tick, it was about six washes later. Mm. Yeah, I I used it. I got a, I pulled nine ticks off of me in one day. Those little seed ticks. That's what I was going to talk to you about. So tell and then, us. And then, and then same I, day, right? I you yes. were like, dude, you got ticks all over you. <laughs> they were crawling all over me. And I was like, no, man, I don't have any. And and ticks like bugs in the spring are are the reason why a lot of people don't even go out and hunt is because they don't like snakes. They don't. No, that's not a bug. But they don't like ticks. They don't. They don't like stuff crawling on them. Dude, I was brim fishing yesterday. Skeeters. Crushing me up. I mean, do my ankles caught a limit though, didn't you? Broke out like a fight, but you better believe I brought 20 fish on. Dang right, 40 fillets, dude. Are you kidding? Brim fillets, dude. Dude, if you ain't catching brim and filleting them juggers, I ain't got no time for you mm-hmm. in my life, dude. No, you ain't our style for sure. No, for sure. All right, that's enough about that. I got Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever, so we're going to keep this thing short. We're not going to run all day like we normally do. We had a guest coming on, uh, but Dan, well, I thought it was the flu. Yeah, I canceled my right, we canceled the guest. And then once I got diagnosed, I was like, well, shoot, dude, you just want to go ahead and lay one down? It's not like I can get anybody contagious. I mean, it's not like I can 
I'm contagious or can give it to you. I hope not. As far <laughs> we as, are quarantined in this room right now. As far as I know, maybe just open a window. I'm kind of no joke. I'm getting hot. All right. So <laughs> I'm going to go turn the air down or something. I'm freaking out. <laughs> so uh, real quick, man, let's just clue everybody on in. I feel like it's been a, a crazy whirlwind with uh, getting this podcast off the ground. Sawyer's. I think we're so ADHD we didn't even say it. Yeah, I said Sawyer. Oh, you saw your spray? Sawyer spray in a yellow can. It's legit, man. Go get it. Life changer. Deer Tick has three spots. Rocky Mountain Tick has one spot. Is that right? That's right. How do you know that? Steve Swall. Knowledge. It was the it was the Rocky Mountain. Dude, one one spot is Rocky Mountain. That's exactly right on the middle of the back. Yep. One white dot. I think that's right. That might be the Deer Tick, actually. It doesn't matter. Either way. <laughs> I think it's the Rocky Mountain spotted one. I can't stand. Why is he spotted? If but why, one why spot? do you not think you have Lyme's disease? Well, because I, I asked. It's funny you say that. I asked. I said, is there any chance of me having Lyme disease? Because like, if I can't eat red meat, just go ahead and take me on out, bro. I will, and I'll take then I'll take your portion of red meat. <laughs> yeah, actually, you can just have that. So that's enough about Rocky Mountain spotted fever. I have it. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, well, I know I'll kick it by deer season. Um, they got me on some doxycycline. Not the bucket, but the spotted fever. Right. Yeah, kick the spotted fever, not the bucket. So let's move on to some country music news with our buddies. We are so, well, I'm super excited. I'm assuming you're pretty excited too. I'm not kind of excited. That Tucker Bethard has a single dropping on May 6th, and it happens to be a song. You can move singing a song. No tears in your eyes, no breaking down, crying on the side of the road. It's a jam, dude. Yeah, better than me. Dropping May 6th. May 6th, I was lucky enough to write this with Tucker and Jonathan Singleton. And I'm going to tell you something about Tucker Bethard, dude. Oh, man. Straight up. One of my favorite people. I mean, he has like this natural angsty kind of thing that, that, that he kind of vibes with. But truthfully, he is undoubtedly one of, one of the most inspired individuals I've ever met. Across the board. Not even like, I mean, in music, yeah, but like. His life, man. You just, just he's passionate about life and, and his family computer, and his and, and and just everything he does, man. He just has a sense of if it don't feel right to him, he's not going to do it. Absolutely. So we wrote this when he was back in his uh, his former deal, um, and there was a little turbulence there. Um, there, I think Tucker was wanting to release some songs, uh, and the label was kind of wanting to release some other songs. It got weird. Uh, it slowed down to a halt. Um, Tucker left that label. Moved on to Warner Chapel, and their first release is going to be Better Than Me on May 6th. He came in that day. He had the guitar riff. I remember when y'all wrote that. He had the idea. It was literally the first song we've ever written. Dude, he was like 20. Yeah. Or 19. He may have been 19. Yeah. I mean, that song was written five years ago. I looked it up the other day. I did an interview. But that's how much he knows himself. Like For sure. He's been writing that. The songs you write with Tucker, he could release them on his last record because he's going to be writing that way his life his ideas you know the way with you yeah for the for for his whole life there's a lot of there's a lot of different ways that a song can be born it can be born from an idea that i may have or that reed may have or or that or maybe the artist comes in and wants to write something that they want they want to say and i can hands down say with tucker bether it is always something he wants to say but the coolest thing about him too and i was telling somebody this other day is like well i have over 700 notes in my phone of ideas right. like could be titles could be lyrics and i have memos note memos where i'm singing or doing something with my mouth like you know something like that yeah tucker he has riffs for 
absolute days. Really? Dude. And, and that's the most inspiring part. That's why I How love How do you know that? If we're writing and he always starts, we always start with like, because usually how a writing room goes, you sit down and you go, all right, what do y'all feel like today? What ideas you got? You know, what's mulling around in the head? With Tuck, he just puts down his little amp that he carries around and his yeah. electric guitar. Right. And he starts playing. Finds a sound. Finds a riff. And he's got them in his phone. Yeah, man. And, dude, it, and they're so good that you 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 get inspired by that and just, just fit the song to the riff. It's a really cool way of writing. Super proud of of Tucker and honestly that whole Bethard family man we love them man. I mean they're they're Hands our family up, dude. absolutely I love them like family no doubt so Tucker's brother CJ's um, plays for the Forty ers he's got another brother um, named Clay who's playing football in New Jersey Jersey Charlie's in college crushing and, at Chattanooga and Tatum is I saw her today by the way you saw Tatum in Springfield yeah nice. no I saw Charlie oh really yeah it's crazy. Um and then Tatum is Gee. just killing the third grade or the pool something. game. <laughs> she loves swimming. <laughs> However old she is. And Maybell and Remy. We love those that family. Miss Susan's awesome. We love the Bethards and we're we're super super happy to know them. Super proud of Tucker. May six be listening for it. And you guys uh you guys go call and request that song. All right, let's move on. Um it's this big, weekend man. is gonna be crazy. Not this weekend. I'm sorry. This, this next next weekend next week. is going to be crazy. Because what are we doing? Well, we're we're getting on a plane, flying to old Colorado. Yep. To watch our buddy play a venue that I've always wanted to go to. I've never been either. <laughs> Neither. We're going to Red Rocks. Oh, Luke Combs is playing Red Rocks on next weekend, and it is going to be a lot of fun. We're flying up there. And uh, gonna get to watch him, and and it'll be a ball. We're actually gonna try to do some hiking, try to find some sheds. We're gonna take you along with that. Do some fishing. I think so. Hopefully, um, yeah. it's gonna be a lot of fun. He's got the video coming out. His single drops. I'm assuming the same day. That May eighth. Yeah. yeah, May eighth. It premieres on country radio at eight central, nine a.m. Eastern on May eighth. Dude, that song, it's gonna flip the country on its head, dude. Yeah, it's going to be huge. I mean, I've already seen at shows people screaming this song, dude, from the top of their lungs. And he, they, it's not even out yet, bro. I know. It, it, and it's also coming off of two record-breaking singles. Yeah, what was... There was a four-week number one. Yeah. Um, Channing, best, Channing best and Rob. Yeah. And then a seven-week number one. With Beautiful Crazy. Good grief. Which is Williford, no. And now this is going to drop. And he's got heat after this one. Yeah, man. He's got a whole record full of them. I'm so excited about this record. Yeah, me too. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm just, we're proud of of Luke and the the stance he's taking on just singing good songs. Yeah, and the team and everybody around Cappy and Lynn and and all the songwriters and good folks. Just, just, it's a good, it's good folks, man. It's a lot of fun. So y'all stay on with us. And you also might see some familiar faces in that Beer Net Broke My Heart video. (laughs) There's There's a sneak peek. Um, on yeah. his YouTube right now that he just posted it in a bio. Um, if I think you, all you had to do is go subscribe. And to you his may, YouTube. You may see some homies on there that you uh, you recognize. Um, uh, okay, so that's what we got going up as as far as uh, country music news. Um, I wanted to address something before we get in. This is this is a uh, podcast where we, we're going to answer um, listener questions. Uh, but before we do that, I wanted to get into something. Um, we just podcasted with our sister yeah and, and sarah on at the say it southern right the say it southern at the say it southern and you know for a long time i thought it was they say it southern huh 
It's not at the say it so. That's right. <laughs> um, and their listeners obviously are not what would you our target audience? No, they're no. literally a target southern women audience because they yeah. go to Target. Southern moms is <laughs> all the time I because listen. they're southern moms, right? <laughs> and that's their target. That's okay. <laughs> hey, they're doing great. Um, their podcast is rocking. is rocking and and it's a lot of fun. We sat down with them last week, I guess. Man, those gals don't pull any punches. <laughs> they will come with the heat. I, they, I, so we had to. I told somebody this this uh, behind the scenes story on that podcast. We got there and set up the stuff, and we talked for just a second. And you know, we ramble a little bit on ours and, oh, yeah. and like to talk. And what's up? What's up? What's up? You know what you say. And uh, we get there, and Courtney's like, "Y'all ready?" And we're like, "Yeah." So. Hit record and she goes, Welcome to say Southern Yada Yada. You got my brother's on. You got my brother's on. She and Sarah looks at me and goes, All right, Reed. How do you something to the point like like there's a lot of songwriters in Nashville? How do you know you're a legit songwriter like you? And I was Stunned like, you, dude. dude. Stumped you. I'm Mike Tyson, like crow hop to the jaw. Yeah, you did. I was, I was, I was like, uh, uh, I was expecting well, uh, a, I was expecting a, where what's you up? Where are you from? <laughs> yeah, I was like, nothing. I'm just chilling, hanging with y'all. What are y'all doing? <laughs> That's what, I, you know, because yeah. it takes a second to get warmed up on these things. With new, I mean, with normally, new, with but new you know what? I mean, if you look at their format, they're only going for like 40 minutes or 30 minutes, and Not, they're trying to get it in. How many dude? times did they raise their head above their heads and do the, let's go, let's, let's go, let's go. get it on, man. Get yeah. it over with. We and were laughing. We are like, <laughs> oh, and so. And so uh, then I moved to Nashville and got a regular And yeah. Yeah, so we had a lot of fun with them. They're they're a ton of fun. Go check that out, especially if you're a sassy Southern. Uh, you'll love it. And uh, it, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> but they posted a few things, a few quotes of us, and uh, they actually Some post- pictures. They actually posted a picture of our South Dakota hunt. Yeah. And... Uh, and they've never done a podcast like ours. Like they've oh, never, they've never had no. a hunter's own that you know, and animals and and just in comparison, not not to be like an an idiot or a punk or anything, but like the last person they had on was a person who made pies, right? And an extremely successful pie maker, might I add. Yeah, I mean, probably got, amazing pies. Got more money. Probably the best pies you've ever had. <laughs> She's probably made more money in the last year than you and I have made in our whole lives off of pies. So props. To the pie lady, whoever you are, we're we're pie proud of you. Yeah, we're proud of you. So, <laughs> so I guess the whole the whole thing I'm trying to get to is they post this picture and immediately first comment first comment is this lady saying this is disgusting. So there was something in me that immediately grew up just pow. I mean, it, inside of me, it was like I need to respond and snap back because that's what wit does. And in my immediate thought is to cut, which was I was going to say. How dare you talk about him like that? He was actually delicious. And yeah. I was like, I should probably... There's not. nothing about that animal that's disgusting. Nothing. I mean, she has no idea the dedication it took to get up there, the years we put in for that tag, mm-hmm. um, the age class of, of that antelope. I mean, that's that's an important thing, too. That was not just some little young prairie goat running around. I mean, that joker, that was an old goat. Yeah, a beat-up warrior. I mean, We he worked hard for him. Busted up. So Prongs and everything. I... I I would be lying if I said immediately I wasn't semi put off by that comment. But after kind of thinking about it and, and thinking about how to address it, we just responded and said if there's any, if you have any questions about why we did that or how we did that or the ethical way that we attempt to take game. Or our beliefs in it and, and what we feel about it. Just holler at us. Yeah. Of course you never did. But I, I guess I just, I come to a point to where, I think we as hunters in this day and age have to be super careful 
about how we respond to those kinds of comments. Yeah. And quote unquote haters. Let the money pile up. And instead of just jumping on them and trying to rip them a new one per se, it's it's better to just kind of address it um, sensibly. Yeah, and and some of them will have that conversation with you. Some of them will. Some of them won't. Some of them, most of them won't. Right. Some of them will, and and you're not, you might not change their mind that that they're going to go buy a bow or a gun and go out and hunt. You know, the next day or the next season, but. You know, a, a lot of them just don't know. They're, right. they're just not educated about it. And so, right, I think it's better to take a stance of, hey, we would love to educate you if you want to be educated. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying we're not going to shove it down your throat and we're not going to, you know, we should we should totally go about it about educationally and not forcefully. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is that we have an opportunity there. And if... I agree. If they're willing to have a conversation about it, we'd be happy to have it. Um she probably doesn't want to have a conversation about it. No, it's, you know. If I had to guess. <laughs> but she probably had some American-made fast food today. Probably. But, okay, you know what? Let's open mine for this for a second. I did, too, the other day. I'm not going <laughs> to had a 20-piece this mountain. <laughs> um, Rocky Mountain and all. Let's talk about it for a second. So, if you had been brought up in a home that did not hunt, would um, which is crazy to think about. I can't even comprehend that. But what would you? I mean, I can understand how someone who had never seen it, yeah, how course. it would be a little nerve nerve wracking to them. Well, yeah, I mean, because of course you don't understand it. Well, no, but and, and nobody's going to be, you know, killing something's not good. You know, you, like and, and and people that don't hunt are taught right. killing is murder, and it's it's not supposed to be happen. Right. And and bad people kill. You know. Right. And so, dude, of course, man, when you when you come from a a life or a background or, or a, a home that, you know, has never seen a dead animal or, or butchered an animal, butchered an animal right. or, you know, has always eaten the way they've eaten from the grocery store and never even thought about it. Well, I don't think there's any question that we have become uh, distanced from our food at no this doubt. point, you know, and yeah. so uh, it's not easy. It's It's never easy. And honestly, walking up on that animal. The worst part. It's kind of the worst. It's not. Yeah, it's the worst part. It's worst, well, yeah, yeah. Because there are things you got to do to. You're taking a life, and that comes with great responsibility. And to to be honest, if someone were to kill something that they were hunting and not feel a little weird about it, or not feel a little bad about it, or not have a little tinge about it, that guy that guy makes me nervous a little bit. Yeah, and I think that's why you won't you won't find us, you know, in any in any any of our videos standing over that animal or, or, or going, we conquered this thing or, or, or saying dirt nap or, you yeah. know, you know, look what I did or, or, yeah, or and anything I don't, like that. And I honestly, that's part of the, um, uh, of the hunting, uh, reputation that I feel like as the brothers hunt, we're trying to stay away from and kind of deter. Of course. It, yeah. I'll say, I mean, we'll, we're very proud of, yeah, of that stance. Sure. I don't care to say that. Um, but all that to say, the whole point is that if there is someone out there that's listening to this podcast and you didn't grow up hunting and maybe there's some things you don't understand about it, it's okay to admit that and it's okay to have a conversation with us about that. Or any hunter. I mean, yeah, people, we want to talk about it, I, I promise you. Yeah, so if there is a conversation to be had, slide up in them DMs and we'll talk about it and we'll try to uh, give you our stance and our take and how... Um, how hunting has enriched and blessed our lives over the last 35 years. Amen. All right. That's enough about that. So we're going to get to some of those questions. Um, 
Man, you want to start heavy or you want to start light? Let's start light. Let's start light. Give me your favorite recipe. Let's go fish first. Let's go other things later. Okay. <laughs> There's different way that I love to eat fish. I love eating fish, period. Yeah. But um, obviously just fried, man, is my number one. What's your favorite fish to eat? Cat. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, catfish. It's so, it's so, so good. Dude, I'm a brim guy. Yeah, I just like the, I like how, I love small bites like brim, but I love the big juicy bites of catfish. I hear you. I, I like the thin, crisp, I'm a thin and crisp kind of guy. Yeah. So uh, about this time when the turkeys start kind of starting to slow down, you can find me on a brim bed, holla at you, boy. I'll be out there slinging worms, crickets in the boat, bringing them in, catching them, filleting them at the house. Yeah. What makes me so fit and stout? I love brim. Love to eat them. That's enough of that. All right. So brim, I guess it's gonna be my favorite fish. Um, yeah, recipe. Yeah, and hey, that's a, that wrap right there was a shout out to that guy that said he wanted more wraps. There you go. <laughs> and we stopped it because of the guy that said don't do any more wrap. <laughs> I think he was being sarcastic. You know that dude? Yeah, he's great. He's a funny guy. He's cool. All right. So uh, anyway, that would be my favorite recipe for that. As far as deer, man. Wait, we didn't even say recipes, bro. We just said we have, we liked it fried. Dude, fried fish. I mean, okay. That's here's, I mean, yeah. Well, here's how I do it. I'll do a little. I don't like the mustard base. Some people do. I'm not a mustard based guy. We, we No, dad. Well, that's because dad didn't like mustard. Really? Yeah, no, he didn't like mustard. So, so what does he soak his in? Nothing. Nothing. He goes he, straight he goes cornmeal. Straight to cornmeal. Um, straight to grease. No, it's it's buttermilk and... and no, it, dude. He's straight to cornmeal? On fish, he's straight to cornmeal. Wow. So, uh, I'll... I'll Whew, I'm, a, puppies, I'm a little Creole uh, spice mixed in. Yeah, we like a little Thailand. And I like flour more than I like uh, cornmeal on my fish. I like a little mixture, actually. Because really? it gives it a nice... I see you. A little nice crust, and as well as... Like, that cornmeal just makes you it, it, it when you eat it you're like oh i'm eating fish you know what i'm saying like i do because it's all we ever ate you know everything else was flour listen we're from the catfish capital of the world okay yeah. so we've been eating fish our whole lives don't you bring me no nashville catfish and nope. tell me it's the ba- best fish what in else tennessee. don't bring me no no knoxville tennessee river catfish and say no dude it's better that. than like west tennessee cat no dude get that east tennessee mess out of here no dude we tennessee river till we die bro yep uh anyway that's how we like fish uh favorite the recipe on other game um man i know everybody is hate if you notice the recent trend is kind of to hate on jalapeno poppers lately yeah why is that just because it's like a staple come at me bro like show me a better recipe <laughs> no and man. i'll i'll go with you yeah and i'll I'll cook that every time instead of jalapeno and I've, poppers. I've cooked it all i've done it all i've done chip well moose chili is off the chili chain yeah if we're being honest i forgot about that that's my favorite chili i've ever had. favorite chili i'm gonna go moose no doubt I, I guess it's because of how rich that animal was Moose is really good real talk we should have we should have ground that whole animal uh, absolutely it was so we killed such a or jason shot such a big old bull and, nine and, and a half years old. Nine and a half years old, over a thousand pounds, probably right, right at. And you know what? what? In in the middle of rut, so he was testosterone uh, testosterone out. Bro. He was pumping. He was pumping. So I would Man, just I like to awesome. send a specific shout out to the state of Maine, bro, for being <laughs> the, the nicest, nicest state. commenting state <laughs> in the world on any video. Definitely in the country. They're like, 
Oh, you guys are amazing. Dude, Love you your come videos. Up, what are you guys doing next week? Come on back we'll up fire, here. We'll, we'll buy your plane. One. And we're not making fun of that voice. That's literally how they talk. Dude. I'm They're my favorite people. Like, I love everybody I've ever met from Maine. <laughs> Seriously. Dude, we got an invite the other day on the main thing to come to Newfoundland. And we, yeah, you think and we're going to go? <laughs> right, we are. I'm going to text and that And that dude. guy's going to be so nice. And we're going to have a blast. I watched his videos. Super nice. Dude, they're the best, man. I would just like to say thank you to Maine for being such a hospitable state Thanks, and man. for leaving us Thanks, extremely. Thanks, <laughs> Appreciate you, Maine. Appreciate you, Maine. But there's one, dude, you, there's one dude I got beef with. Uh oh. The guy at the rest stop. Oh, man. That guy. So when you kill, when you take a bull. Talk about a hater. Hater, bro. bro. He he woke up that morning and ha- had nothing but well, straight haterade out the bottle, well, fresh off the shelf. Haterade. I didn't know how long that was going to go. So I was going. Let's be honest about this, though. That joker had probably been putting in for that moose tag about 30 years and hadn't drawn That's a hard one to draw, man. That's a hard one to draw, man. We couldn't even tell anybody up there. They'd slash their tires. No joke. Yeah. So, I think he saw Tennessee tags with that giant moose in the back of it. (laughs) And he was like... So, we walked... Anyway, whenever you kill a moose up there, you have to legally check it in at a checking station. And a guy has to come out... Uh, measure the antlers, probably take a tooth or something. And don't get it twisted. That's about an hour and a half drive from wherever you're hunting because you're well, up there. It was an hour and a half drive from where we were hunting. Yeah, there ain't no checking. It was an all-day thing for sure. Yep. So uh, the guy comes out and he's like, you know, we're proud of our hunt, dude. I mean, we drove 24 hours to this place we didn't know. And, and Remember there guy, were hikers walking around? Well, it's the end of the Appalachian Trail. Yeah. Kind of, we were in the North Woods. Um, oh, it's so gorgeous. That gorgeous river. up there. So... This guy comes out, takes a tooth, whatever. We're like, uh, I was like, hey, man, uh, how old do you think that moose is? What did he say, three and a half? He said uh, maybe maybe two or three. He said maybe two or three. <laughs> We're like, really? Because the guy back at the camp said he thought it was an old, mature moose. And he was like, no, nah, man, about two or three years old. And was just kind of a hater. D- didn't say much else. Just kind We of- got the... Filled out the paperwork. We filled out the paperwork. Got the paperwork back. Nine and a half years years old, bro. That's why that thing was tough. And I'm going to be honest with you. We have cut that thing up. We we remember it took us three days. In your garage. In my garage. It it looked so bad. It looked like a murder. It looked like a scene out of Dexter. Yeah. And... You know, I've actually never seen that show. I hadn't either. I'm just assuming it's probably Bloodbath. But people say that all the time. Okay. So, basically what I'm trying to say is that moose... That was a that was an OG dude, and he's been. I mean, you think about this: you're a thousand, you're a thousand to thirteen hundred pounds, running around in cedar trees with with mosquitoes everywhere. I don't guess they have ticks up there, but anyway, it was. I mean, and you live nine and a half years in that. I mean, dude, we you literally when you got in those North Woods, you could not you could not have thrown a baseball twenty yards. It was so thick. Yeah, if you got off in the woods. That's what I'm I don't saying. see how no, I don't see how they we we were so flabbergasted the whole week at how how in the world they, they navigated navigated through those they glide. Oh my goodness. And it's they they love freshly cut cutover. So the Canadian a lot of Canadian paper uh mills own parts of the North Woods in Maine. And so they come in and cut these these this timber spots and a lot of those uh moose love that new timber because it's fresh growth. And so that it grows so much thicker, though. Right. But man, they dude, you see them through running through there, and they're dodging with their rack, and right. they're incredible animals. 
if you want to check that video out, all you got to do is go um, type in the Brothers Hunt on YouTube. You can pull it up. It's uh, nice. Maine Moose, and you'll know exactly what we're talking about. It was a ton of fun. I love that hunt. We're going to have Jason on sometime and talk about that whole hunt. Moose Chili. Moose Chili Great. was nice. Way to bring it back, bro. Yeah. Um, moose Chili is probably my favorite recipe for chili. As far as deer meat, dude, I'm a jalapeno popper, dude. That's yeah. just what I do. I or just bacon wrap. I mean bacon. No, that's wrap. what I'm saying. Bacon wrap, jalapeno, cream cheese, oh, yeah. and a little piece of tenderloin. Do if you can yeah, be, that's be change my mind. Change my mind. Next, next. I, I've had it fried. It's unbelievable fried. Yeah. Oh, dude. I've had it in chili. It's great chili. I've had, I've had straight grilled with nothing on it. Just I've salt had and pepper. Straight grilled. It's I've amazing. Had open flame and that stuff's always good. But, but you know what happens as... when you throw a jalapeno and some cream cheese and some bacon around it? It gets better. It gets the best. It gets the best. Next. What have you not hunted that you can't wait to hunt? I hope I get to hunt one of these. Okay. I'm going to say I'm going to. Okay. Right now, I'm going to I'm gonna speak it into existence one day. I'm about to And line. we just met um, Jeff and Hannah Barron. Right. Um, just the Great other, folks, too, <laughs> no, by man, the way, dude. so much fun. I love that guy. Oh, man. And, dude. I didn't get to meet Hannah, really, but Jeff was awesome. Oh, and we've and been swole. Swole. Dude, Dang, he's got swole. a crazy, he got shot in the eye with, what? with a twenty two or something. How does it still work? No, I mean, like, by the grace of God, he made it out, and he's still catching catfish, noodling for these things. They are bad people, man. Dude. No, they're great people. They're, no, they're great people, but they are, they're, they're badasses. Yeah, what they do for sure. Yeah, they asked us to come down. We're going to come down. They did? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. They are in New Zealand. I just saw where Jeff posted this picture. Yeah. He said, who's going to kill a stag first? Wow, they're hunting They're hunting red, red stag. stag. That's your dream animal. Yeah, man, that is absolutely my dream animal. That's awesome. I've always thought about it and always seen pictures of them and, and the way they do that howl and stuff out there in those mountains. It's a growl. A growl? Right. Oh, man. Uh, they fascinate me. Pretty exhilarating. No predators out there. There's no seasons. You can hunt them all no year long. No bag limits. No bag limits. You just got to get over there. Is there no seasons? I just make that up. No, that's... I think it's year-round. I think it's year-round. Yeah. They have no invasive predators, so in order to keep that numbers down, they depend on hunters. And if not, they'll cull hunt, which means the government will literally send people in copters yep. to shoot them just and leave them laying. Yeah. <laughs> However... Holla whatever, at your boy. Whatever if means you, necessary. If holla at your boy if you need that to go down. Dude, I'm a sniper. I'll take two weeks in New Z and come back with a couple coolers. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. All right, that's, that's my your, dream. I love that's your dream. Stag. man. Yeah. I, I can't wait to kill a big old elk with my bow, man. Oh, I mean, of course, I can't wait to do that either. But that would—is that, that your dream? For right now, I hadn't done it. Yeah. I mean, dude, I'm a, I, I think deep down, I'm probably a sheep guy or something like okay. that. But that's a long way off, and there's no sense of me entertaining that's, that yeah. right now. But I got points building up. Uh, let's move on. Beard oil. What do you use? Ooh, whatever Courtney got us for Christmas. And I don't use it. I'm starting to use it more because my beard's filling out. Thank you lord above yeah it's been 31 hard years um dude no it hasn't nobody has a beer when they're 12 you did true that i don't know hey what, can i say this real quick what my dad says yeah <laughs> my dad dad what our dad says <laughs> i forgot my brothers he uh he'll, he said uh yeah when i had which by the way speaking of having kids happy birthday little, little sister Lindsay oh, today. Man. happy birthday to yesterday which is today what people are gonna hear this on friday oh got it all right Thursday. so it's like that's like the my dad matrix. always says yeah because we're bookended by girls we have a baby sister whose birthday it is and then we have an older sister who we just did the podcast with and uh he always says that yeah when 
And Courtney came out. She was sweet and just had a little cry, and a little nose, and just meh. You know, just she was so sweet. He said, and then Dan came along. And that joker come out needing to shave and looking for a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still needing to shave and looking for a sandwich every day of my life. I don't know what beard oil I use. I use some every once in a while, especially if I go on a date. I got you. I got you. I use beard oil. You know what kind? Don't. Yeah. I bought it at TJ Maxx. Um, at work, there's a there's a jug of beard oil in every... It's everybody that works. At 50, I used some of that the other day. Everybody Duke that, Cannon. Everybody, That's Duke Cannon. That is Duke Cannon. Yep. Everybody that works at 50 Egg... I'm sure that came from Box Loon, but everybody that works at 50 Shout out has, Box Loon, Casey Simpson, we love you. <laughs> we love you. Everybody at work has a big beard, so we all have, we, there's beard oil in it, literally every bathroom. Yeah, I noticed that. I, I'm serious. We, we, yeah. I was around the other day with Heath Sanders up there. <laughs> no, he probably used something. He probably used something. He probably used something. Come out have. smelling good, dude. Anybody that writes a 50, you're more than welcome. Dude. Good and greasy, dude. <laughs> looking good. Shout out Heath Sanders. Um, <laughs> trying to get a record deal, man. What but that's, the, uh, that's it for beard oil. Uh, okay, this is a pretty interesting question. What do you feel ethically is the longest shot you would take with a bow at an animal? And I get that it depends on which animal, but just so well, it, also, it also depends on the hunter, man. But no, I'm talking about you specifically. And this guy asked what we would shoot. Oh, okay, at. let's go deer, man, because we mostly bow hunt deer. So let's just talk about how yeah, do you feel, ethically? man? Ethically, gosh, it is so hard to sit here in a room looking at two you know, mounted up bucks and saying that I wouldn't sling one at 55. I've okay. shot a deer at 55. I, I've killed a deer at 61 and, and I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was luck. Really? Yeah. It, it, it was, takes a lot to admit that. I, it I'm was, probably, it was luck. I thought I missed it. I, I I didn't want to take the shot, but why did you? Let me ask. Let's just get deep into this. Get into the psychology of it. Oh man. I, 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 I we're okay. So was it a doe? Yeah, it's a doe. And it was, it was, uh, it was a doe. Right before dark, brand new bow. I had been shooting my bow better than this. Like when we were shooting in Franklin every oh, morning. Man, we shot every morning. And we were shooting 100 yards, 110 yeah. yards out there. That's true. And Daily. I, I felt every morning do at that 8 o'clock. We don't do that now. It's no, not even live. Out. No, no. We don't have time to do that right. now. But at that point in my life, I felt very confident in, with my bow. And, I, I, and partly, I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. Yeah. When I saw that doe walk out, it's just not the right way to... at all. And, and that wasn't—I mean, we needed deer meat. Um, we were—we were—it we were was in QDMA mode. We were trying to take deer. Okay. It was—and—and and man, I just—you know—that's too far. I—I I shouldn't have shot that too far. I—I I, I did kill the animal. Yeah. But and harvested the animal, but I didn't. That's a, that's an unethical shot. I think it's sixty. Um, I'm for gonna, me, I'm probably gonna go fifty. I would say my new. I feel honestly, if I'm being honest. As far as target shooting, I feel like I'm better at fifty than I am thirty. It 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 goes it goes back and forth for me. I'm neither like I'm never good. I never shoot a. It's hard to say exactly because that you're right. It does have a lot to do with how much practice you're getting in at the moment. Yeah. Like if I've been if I've been shooting all summer and it's opening day of bow season, which I probably won't be in the woods because that's what my babies do this year. But, but your boy will. But dude. Try to tell me you're not going to be there for my baby's birth. No, I mean I'm going to hunt that morning, even if it's born in the mo- like early early Man, morning. I hope Cheyenne listens to this. I hope she's not hunting that morning. She's going to let you know. It's opening season. I mean opening day. All right, that's enough for a long shot. Um, I love this question. What is your immediate plan of action when a turkey is quote unquote hung up 
at 100 yards. Maybe we should define what hung up means. Okay. For me, hung up is when a bird, maybe you're calling him off the roost. It's super early. Um, he flies down with a group of hens. So he's got hens with him. That's This is the scenario? Yeah, I think so. I think we're in the timber. Yeah. And he is gobbling at your call. Okay. Um, and he may even look in your direction and come to the top of the hill. Do you have a decoy set? Single hen? Single hen. Okay. Early season? Early season. Okay. What's your immediate plan of action when a turkey's hung up at 100 yards? Can I see him? Sure. I shut up. I stop. Just stop cold turkey. <laughs> yeah. He's probably a warm turkey. Whatever. How warm? How cold is it? Okay, stop. <laughs> He's a warm turkey. Um, I, I stop. I let him. I put the ball in his court and let him make a move. Um, okay. Uh, if he's coming, if he's making any ground at all, I'm just letting him come. The second he... Okay, I hear you. So okay. let's say he he's not coming. He's just... You literally are seeing him come up to this hill, look in your direction, call, and then go back down the hill. He does okay. it six times. Yeah. Well, you got to... There, there's either something... Can I interject? Sure. Because we did this this year. Yeah. I mean, you want me to tell the way we did it or... or you can tell what we did. I mean... If that's the case, if you if if you've got a bird coming and poking his head over a ridge, a a, a crevice in a ridge, kind of a side ridge that he was doing and gobbling at us, and then going back down to his hens, right? Um, well, I mean, yeah, I think the best case scenario if he does that a few times like he did to us, and, and we tried to call him over, never would come. As soon as he turned that last time, and we had made a decision, one of those times when we went back down, we said if he goes back down, we're running straight to that spot, right? Because obviously he's out of sight, got to be real quiet. There's hens around. But I mean, that's if a, you've got a hill between you. If there is no hill between you, and he's in the middle of the field, and you're on the edge of the field, you have one decoy out. He's looking at you and gobbling, but he's strutting with his hands. What do you do then? Um, man, uh, less is more. I think in that scenario, I agree. Uh, so you gotta, if you're watching him, seeing how he's reacting to his hands, man, it's not a bad idea just to let him let him do his thing. Don't yeah. like be patient and. Don't force it. Don't get call crazy, and and because that'll spook those hands. I agree. You gotta you gotta take into account when a, when a bird's in the with his hands, like he cares about them. He don't care about you right now. But right. when he gets the least disinterested with them, and you see a different, you know, him him do something different in his behavior, right. and maybe go off by himself or something, you know, then, then you, then you can react. Yeah. yeah. But change your, you know, if you've got a bird by himself and he's not coming in, I would say. And he's still reacting, you know, let him let him keep coming. If he starts to walk away, change your call sequence, throw something different at him, get more aggressive, maybe, you know, a little bit louder pitch or Yeah, higher pitch. Higher pitch or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes different calls actually work in that regard too. Yeah. Um for me Change it, sparks interest in, in, in animals like that. For me, um one thing I've always, I've I've done and it has worked is I've tried uh to make those hens mad. Yeah. Like, cause sometimes dad does that a lot. It kills they, a lot of birds like that. If they get defensive, uh, they'll drag that dude right into your lap. Yeah. Trying to run her off. I love that. I also love if there are two of us, um, dropping back, leaving a shooter and a guy dropping back about 50 or 60 yards. That gives the illusion to that gobbler that the hen is like, okay, homie, if you ain't trying to holler, I'm trying to find somebody who is. So I'm going to hit the club and walk up upstairs. Yep. I'm going to go, gonna I'm gonna go there, up dog. somewhere else. Yeah. And swing my sweet feathered tail around mm -hmm. up there. There you go. And see if maybe somebody wants to holler me or maybe yeah. somebody wants to buy me a drink. That's right. Maybe somebody wants to, oh, I don't know, 
whisper something in my turkey ear. Uh, yeah. Maybe somebody wants to get my turkey number and go to my turkey take house. Take me to a nice turkey dinner someday. And watch a turkey movie. Maybe. I don't know. A but nice. you'll never know if you sit on that log and That's don't right. make a move on this bird, he's going to stay in that field. Do something different. Do something different. Either with a call or if he can't see you, move. Perfect. Um, Who's a better fisherman? feel like there should be class i know what you're about to say right no, now. no no i'm gonna i'm gonna answer it the honest opinion okay like honestly there's different me and dan are different kinds of fishermen well, I, we're different types of people too well yeah <laughs> i feel like this is I'm, all relevant yeah uh i love to go find fish love it it's like and that's how i look at kind of all my hunting i love to find a buck to go hunt and 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 try to chase him down specifically you yeah. know and put trail cameras up in his you know, pattern him. Right. Um, I love to go find, you know, I love catching bass, but I love to go find like where the, where the fame, like the big females are. Which and, is like deep water and all that. Well, it depends on the time of year. Um, you can catch fish around docks all year long. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. They, they love structure up around that because minnows are always going to be up there. There's always going to be bait up there. Even super hot summer days. Oh, absolutely. And then the shades and that, if it's, if it's relatable to deep water, dude, they're gonna, they'll come out there especially early in the morning and when the sun goes down in the afternoon and, and crush shad. But um, I just love to catch. I love to go find fish. Now, that means a lot of days I don't catch fish mm-hmm. because I'm all, I'm looking. Um, but For the big one. Yeah, for the big one. Um, but I will say this, man. I'll say this about okay. you. Okay. When we do find fish, mm-hmm. I, don't think, I don't think either one of us are better. I think we can... If we're, we if both we're, know how to fish. If we're on fish, dude, we're, we're, we're catching fish. I agree with that. I would say you're the better fisherman. Um, because well, I know more about it, like bait-wise and yeah, colors bait, and, yeah. and seasons and, and changes do. of creeks and when, what they relate to. And because I I love fishing. I, I, I love fishing. Yeah, and I, I watch Bassmaster there at Lake Fort right now. I do not watch Bassmaster. It's Bass Nation right there. They have MLF now. They have all kind of stuff. But they're at Lake Fort and they haven't fished in a while. Right. And dude, they're tearing them. They caught fifty-four plus pounders this morning off Wait, that lake. Fifty-four pounders. Fifty-four plus pounders in like the first two hours of a uh, live cast this morning. They were wow. crushing them. That's awesome. Uh, I would venture to say you are the better fisherman. I would. I, I just I'll, think, I'll take that. Yeah, I I'm the better hunter, mm-hmm. and you're. The I better, won't take that. And you're. The nope. <laughs> the better fisherman. Um, man, we're working on 45 minutes here. We said we were going to keep it kind of <laughs> short. Oh, man, um, they'd be, the say Southern girls would be going crazy. <laughs> yeah, they'd be. They probably stopped and like quit listening to it. They'd be doing this. You can't see what I'm doing, but you know when somebody puts their finger to their head and swirls it and says like. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Keep it moving. Yeah. Here's a question that came in. All right. Why, like why are you, it's, it's worded differently, but, and it stems, it goes, you know, roads left and right off of it but why are you so passionate about hunting what what like where does that passion stem from well uh there are multiple multiple answers for that and i could go for a long time i think the immediate one is uh as far as where it's stemming from um our dad is a baptist preacher he's still preaching um Sunday and Wednesday night. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. He FaceTimes down. And FaceTimes <laughs> down in Mississippi. Gets it done. Uh, and we're so, I'm super proud of him for doing that. Um, but, golly, this is getting a little personal. But it, it, he, our family, 
they always say that <laughs> I'm chopping it up. They say that a preacher's house is kind of a glass house. Like everyone, and it was kind of that way for us. I feel like I'm not saying that we had to iron our own pants, but we better have that shirt tucked in when we got to church. You, you just want to promote present. present yeah. That's a better word. Present um, the 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 having it all together as a family. Yeah. And truthfully, there was times we didn't. Well, you mean you, you looked at a whole lot. You yeah. Know, you know. I can remember one time I got in a fist fight in uh, in the bottoms behind the high school. And before I made it home to my house, there had been two cops and four mothers called dad before I made it. The high school is a mile and a half from our house. Yeah. Before I made it home, he had already had six people call him and tell him. I mean, it was just everybody knew kind of who we were and what we were doing. Yeah. Um, and so there, it was, it was a lot of, uh, I did a backflip off the stage in high school one time and hit my finger and they called dad and he came up there and all the coaches chewed me out and him and him and dad because we had a game that night. Interesting. I was wondering why that was going to be relevant, but the point is, I, I guess is when we were, whenever we were in the woods or whenever we were fishing, he didn't feel like my preacher. He was just kind of my buddy. Absolutely, man. And preach. And that became addictive. Yeah. Honestly. But just, you couldn't you couldn't get enough. I mean, well, we it could was not a, get enough. It of was it. a feeling. I think every son, so all you dads out there recognize this, longs for um friendship, companionship. I mean, I get it. You got to be hard on your dudes. I well, he was still he still was hard. Like he was authoritative out there, but it was in a different way. Like I I wanted to know. Like I wanted to. Like when when he told me like, hey man, you don't put that that gun facing the cab of the truck when you put it in the back of the truck if you're sitting down. Well, yeah, you, paint, you, you put it the other way, and I was like, oh, okay. It is like a it was like a different. It, yeah, it's a different thing. Yeah, I guess my point is if we were in a stand together. Or if he was dropping me off, or if we were brim fishing, we were bass fishing, whatever. We had a, we grew up eight minutes from a lake, so we were always on the water. Um, it just kind of, it just kind of morphed into uh, having a lot of fun, and it was easy. And I, I kind of felt like we had shed the restrictions um, out there. Ain't nobody out there. Wasn't nobody out there. And you connect on a deeper level. So all, for all those listeners out there, man, get your kids outside and, and find that find that lower level. And that's to me, that's where as far as why I'm passionate, where that actually stems from. Yeah, and I would I would even venture to say like get your kids outside and but parks are great and stuff, but spend some alone time with them in the outdoors. Yeah. Like doing your own thing. Yeah. Like it's great to have friends and all that, but Man, I, I when when we were young and we I would have days with dad, just me and him fishing, or just us when you wouldn't go hunting, or or you know it's probably the same way for you and I wouldn't go hunting. But, yeah, and I don't think I'll ever forget some. Those are some of my most vivid vivid memories. Yeah, I, I mean you learn about life on those days. I think that's probably where it stems from. But as far as why um, there's a continuance of being passionate about hunting is it, it's amazing how. Uh, what's the word? It's amazing how I can go on a trip or I can go to the woods or I can go fishing and I come back in a different mood and a different light and I'm a better husband and a better friend and a better brother and a better person to be around because of 
of how calming it is. And I can't imagine my daughter growing up in a country or in a place where she can't do that. Yeah. And in order for, for that to be available to her and to however many kids you have and however many I have, and I just, it has to be there. It has to be there. That's what I'm passionate about. That's what you're passionate about. That's the whole reason we started this thing. Yeah. And um, we're going to do our darndest to make sure that it is. Absolutely. There's a there's a big group of, of conservationists around the country that are fighting for um, public lands and and everything, you know, conservation. Not only that, but hunter rights. Yeah, you know? yeah, no doubt. Uh, and I'm very, very proud to be, you know, part of that group and and super proud of the brothers hunt for for the way it stands on those subjects yeah i agree with that okay so i think we're right about an hour and i think we knocked most of the questions out um there was five or six we didn't get to but they were all kind of weird did you have any weird questions come in um no but channing asked uh is there like at, how, Ch- at channing wilson at channing though. wilson how important a good kill shot motto like good kill shot screen <laughs> what was the snack stick snack stick that's the best one it's important channing i love channing wilson yeah, hey thanks so much too. for listening to the brothers on podcast uh we're gonna keep this to an hour because i'm sweating profusely i'm too man i might go to the doctor i've got to go to bed immediately what you don't have what i'm freaking out over here i'm sweating and it's 66 you. in my house hey y'all say a prayer for me and keep up with us next week we're gonna be uh storing a bunch of stuff Red Rock, in Colorado baby. on our on our way. And don't forget about Tucker single dropping May 6th. Tucker, uh, Better Than Me, Beer Never Broke My Heart, music video. Might see some familiar faces. Right off the gate, too, on the trailer, too, I think. Might have a little grease on my face. Yeah, man. Like my truck broke down. All right, y'all have a good one. See you. Thanks for listening. I got a tendency to drink and a temper.